You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 13. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I am going to tell you what happens in my daily life. I'm going to share what is it that happens a day in the life of a life coach. Now, for those of you who don't know me, welcome to the podcast. I've been seeing that we've been having more and more listeners. I have been running my own life coaching business for the past seven years now. So if you are new here, welcome. I've been able to take my coaching business from zero to multiple six figures and Over the years of growing my own coaching business, I've had many people reach out to me and ask me to share what are my lessons, what are my tips, how did I get my business going? So that is why I founded Thriving Coach Academy, which is an accredited coach training program where we teach our coaches how to master the art of coaching and the business of coaching. Now, I'm excited for this episode because I'm going to peel back the curtain and I'm going to tell you what a typical day in my life is like. And I love asking people, what is it that you actually do? What is your life like? How do you live in this world? I think it's a normal thing that we are fascinated with as humans, just knowing how other people exist in the world. I remember years ago when I was getting sucked into a YouTube black hole, watching just all these random videos, I noticed that there were a lot of people that were posting their morning routines, just what they do in the morning. And I would start watching people's morning routines and they would just have a camera set up, and they would show how they'd brush their teeth, how they do their hair, how they'd eat their breakfast. And it was usually very basic things, and yet there'd be millions and millions of views. So we are just intrigued at how other people live in this world. So I am going to share with you how I live, (laughs) how I exist in the world, what my lifestyle is like now as a coach, and what it was also like earlier when I started my coaching business. Now, one of the things that I constantly ask myself as I navigate through life as a life coach, I'm always asking myself, is this allowed? Am I allowed to be doing this? Am I going to get in trouble? (laughs) And it's because of all the freedom and options that we have as coaches in how we can design our lives, how we can design our businesses, that I have this recurring question, is this really allowed? For example, like, am I allowed to just wake up in the morning and decide to, to stay in bed or go back to sleep? Am I going to get in trouble for doing this? And it's funny because I, we are allowed. I am allowed to set my own hours, work when I want to. And another, another moment where I noticed this was ha- would happen for me is whenever I charge, uh, decide to raise my rates. So I can decide in any given moment to double my rates. That is allowed in our industry. So I would think, am I going to get in trouble? (laughs) Am I doing something wrong? And I think the reason why I would question this is because how are we raised, right? We are raised to have our parents tell us how we should live. Then we have our teachers that are kind of guiding us and telling us how we should live. And then we have bosses that watch over us. But as a business owner, I am the boss, you get to be the boss of your own coaching business. You get to decide how you want to live, when you want to work. 
So here's what you must know first. You decide on your ideal life, and then you decide you design a coaching business around that. And there's two big reasons why people decide to become coaches. The first is the impact of this work. You get to make a tremendous difference in people's lives, and the work itself is very fulfilling. And the second reason that people become coaches is because of the freedom that this career offers for anyone who chooses to pursue it. So it's really important to ask yourself if you're even slightly considering becoming a coach, if you are new to coaching, ask yourself the question, what would your ideal day look like? Now, this is a really important question to ask because you may be used to doing things that other people are telling you to do or doing things that you think you should be doing. So when you really sit with that question, it's interesting just to notice what comes up, right? When you work for someone else, you need to compromise, you need to sacrifice, you've got to work with what you've got. But as a coach and as an entrepreneur, you are not taking on a job with a set number of hours. You get to live on your terms, Now, my number one value is freedom. When I decided to become a coach, I most wanted to have a life where I did not feel trapped or limited. I wanted the freedom to work whenever I wanted to work. And I also wanted the freedom in how, in deciding how I can provide value to people. So in other previous, in previous jobs I've had, I felt very limited. I didn't feel like I was able to demonstrate the leadership that I felt I was capable of expressing. And I also didn't feel like my creativity was being utilized. So I wanted to have zero limits in the way that I could show up in my work and also the impact that I could have with my work. Now, over the years running my business, I have experimented with with different types of workflow and different types of ways I've designed my, my life as it is now. And that is something that I encourage all coaches to do. Let your coaching business evolve with you. So if you want to work five days a week, you absolutely can. If you want to dial that in and work three days a week, you can also do that, okay? Now, sometimes identifying your ideal life is a stretch. It can be a hard thing for your brain to conceptualize. So it might be good to start with identifying what's not working in your current life. So look at the way that you are living life right now. What what do you wish you could change? If you could change anything, what would you change about the way you go about your day-to-day life, right? If you really had the choice, how would you want to design your day? How would you design your week? So for me, I knew that I did not fit into the nine-to-five approach to life where people work 40 to 50 hours per week. Now, some people like having that kind of structure. I do not. (laughs) I used to think that maybe there was something wrong with me or maybe I was lazy for not desiring to work nine to five. But I am so glad that I trusted in that hunch I had years ago when I decided to pursue coaching and create a business that broke through that nine to five framework. So whenever I did have nine to five jobs working for other people, I just felt like my creativity was suppressed and I knew I was not performing at my best during those nine to five hours. I was also not productive for the, mo- for the majority of those hours. I, was, I noticed that I was only truly productive for maybe two or three of those hours in each day. So as I have my coaching business now, I've set my own hours And I wake up around 
10 a.m. I'd say on most days, it's around 10 a.m. And I do not like diving into work first thing in the morning. I like, I like to have a relaxed morning. I would not say that I am a morning person. I am definitely much more of a night owl. So I don't put any pressure on myself to just hop right into work or have to rush to do something. I do not take client calls right away. I usually have a very relaxed morning and I ease into my day. Uh, most mornings I will maybe go for a walk. Uh, I'll do some exercise. I have a home gym, so I have been utilizing that more and more, more and more. Um, and then I might just start to do some light work, maybe send some emails to my team or reply to emails from my team or handle any questions that are coming up from our students or even our prospective students that are looking into the academy. When it when it gets into the afternoon, I will typically have a coaching call. Usually I do pretty much group coaching only now. That's really all I do. I rarely do any more one-on-one coaching. But even though I start my day later than maybe most people, I am still extremely productive. So I constantly have heard over the years that in order to really crush it as an entrepreneur, you've got to optimize your morning. You've got to wake up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., blah, blah, blah. I've heard that constantly. And that is a complete myth. You do not have to wake up very early in order to be productive, in order to get things done. So I used to think that there was something wrong with me for being a night owl, and now I just embrace it. I'm a night owl. (laughs) And I am much more productive in my afternoon hours and my evening hours, that is when I devote my time to coach others. When my brain is operating at the highest capacity, that is when I get to leverage my creativity in the best possible way. And if you are listening and you're a morning person, that's great. You can start your day earlier and you can also end your day earlier. So you can enjoy your evenings without working. That is the beauty of the coaching industry. You get to tune into yourself, tune into your body, tune into your values, and honor that as you design and create your business. Now, one of the things that I've also learned over the years is how to trust my body and knowing when it wants rest. So I've learned how to really tune in to my own needs, my own physical needs, and be an advocate for my own self-care. So... I've noticed that my natural rhythm is to go to sleep around 2 a.m. and wake up around 10 a.m. So I'm always getting a full night's rest of eight hours. And that has been amazing. I don't have to. I remember when I'd work other jobs, my body would always stay up till 2 a.m., but I would have to wake up extremely early and I would be sleep deprived for so long. So it felt extremely limiting. And um, also physically, it, it I had a burden on myself to really try to figure out how to how to get enough rest just to work within someone else's schedule that they gave me. So I love having the freedom of being able to go to sleep when my body naturally wants to go to sleep, wake up when it naturally wants to wake up, and also produce value and work and use my, create, my creative energy at the times when I know that I could really utilize that to the highest level. Now, in total... I work about 30 hours per week. I rarely will go over that. And most of those hours are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I would say I work a full eight or so hours, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then maybe do some light work on a Monday or a Friday. 
Okay, some weeks I will just completely not work on a Monday or a Friday. And in total, it's about 30 hours per week. Okay? Now, I have found just, again, trusting my body, tuning into myself. A lot of times Mondays are days when I notice I wouldn't really get much done. So that's why I just decided to not even put the pressure on myself to perform much on a Monday. So I don't take any coaching calls on Mondays. I don't take coaching calls on Fridays. And there was a time running my business where I I felt like I need to force myself to work, work, work five days a week. And I've realized that I don't have to do that. So it constantly, I've I've had to remind myself, if, if I'm just naturally not falling into a flow here, I could release it right? I could just release the pressure. So I've released the pressure to feel like I have to really perform at a high level on a Monday because that's just not something that I naturally do. What I do perform really well doing is is working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for full durations. So I coach, in terms of doing actual coaching, I coach for maybe five hours per week now, and the rest of my working hours are devoted to managing other parts of my business. So I will devote some hours to supporting and mentoring my team that I that I have and that I lead. I will give them support. I'll give them feedback that they might require. I will assess their coaching and the way that they have uh, contributed to the organization. So I spend some time supporting my team. I also will spend some time creating podcast episodes and producing content for my following, for my network. So there's there's time I devote every week to that. I will devote some time every week to t- to talking to coaches that are interested in the academy, making sure that they are set up for success and getting them enrolled, getting them started. And one of the things I love doing every week is interviewing our coaches in the academy who decide they want to contribute their own success story. Now, we give our coaches this option if they feel like they are uh, just making great moves in their life, they are opening up new possibilities, they're loving everything they're they're experiencing in the academy. We invite them to share their story, and and uh, they allow us to share that on our website and in our marketing materials. And we do this because we know that our coaches they are they are getting things done. They are growing their coaching business. So sometimes when students a prospective student asks our team, "Can I talk with?" your coaches. I tell them, well, our coaches are running their successful coaching businesses. So it wouldn't be fair to have all of them just stop what they're doing and, you know, talk to all of the coaches that are interested in our program. So this is what we allow them to do is just, we, we have a really amazing interview with them. That way their story can live on our website and any coach, any potential coach or prospective coach can easily just hear all of their stories. So um, just this past week, I had a couple of interviews with um, a few of our students. One of our students, Hong, she is uh, Chinese. She's a Chinese-born American. She speaks Chinese and English, and she has been just having like all these incredible things open up for her. She's negotiating coaching contracts with clients, Chinese clients, and one of the coolest things is she's able to give her potential clients the option of whether they want her to coach. Um, their teams in English or in Chinese, which I think is so cool that she's taking what we're teaching in English and she's translating it to the Chinese market. Um, And then one of our other coaches, Grant, 
He works for a big corporation. He's very high up, has a high-level management position, and he has a very big team that he leads. And he's been using his coaching with his team to support them. And also, he's setting himself up to transition into his own coaching business a little bit later in his career. So I have a lot of fun interviewing our coaches, hearing their stories, hearing what they're up to, hearing how they're using everything that we give them in the academy to create all these amazing results in their life. Now, I used to coach for many more hours a week. I know that sometimes people hear that I coach for only five hours a week and they think, oh, that's it. I want you to know that I want you to know that most coaches do coach for way more than five hours. And I used to coach for way more than five hours as well in my first few years. And now what I do mostly is group coaching. So even though I'm coaching for five hours, there are plenty of of clients in those groups. So it's kind of like I'm coaching a lot more people, just it's been really dialed in. And we teach all of our coaches in the academy how to do group coaching in case they want to scale their business, coach more people, have a bigger impact, make more money, and also do all that in less time. So usually a coach will start out doing lots of one-on-one sessions. That's what I did. I had one-on-one clients. And then I started to dial that in into doing group coaching. Now, one of the things I also love is that my work is always evolving. Every single week, there is a new project I'm working on and and I'm coaching clients around new topics. So when I've worked in other jobs, I would constantly feel like I would get bored rather quickly. Things would just start to get stagnant. And then I would just feel like I'm going through the motions. Uh, One of my previous jobs, I was a teacher. I was an English teacher. And just by the second year of teaching, I felt kind of robotic. I felt like I was teaching the same lessons. I was saying the same things. Students were asking me the same questions. But never have I felt a sense of being stagnant as a coach in all of my seven years. I actually love it more now because I've noticed my coaching evolve and get to such a deep level. And that has been just keeping me so much more interested and so much more passionate about coaching. So I find that the passion actually gets higher (laughs) as uh, my time doing this work gets greater. So with coaching, there are no two coaching sessions that are alike. Every single coaching session is different. So I feel like I get to learn more about human beings and the human mind. And that has been such a thrill for me. I learn, I even learn more about myself when I'm coaching other people because I get to examine what's going on in their mind. And usually the insights that I support them in coming up with are insights that I could apply in my own life, which is kind of cool. Now, in terms of where I work, I work from home. I have a home office. There, there's no commute. Uh, and that was very important for me when I, d- when I was designing my life years ago and just thinking about how would I love to work. I knew for a fact I did not want to be stuck in traffic for hours every single day. I didn't want to spend all this money on gas and just deal with all the stress that goes through goes with having long commutes. So I have a home office. Sometimes I'll work in my living room. I'll work in my dining room. I, I like to switch it up a little bit. And uh, in my earlier days running my coaching business, I would sometimes go to a local coffee shop if I were you know putting together some content for programs that I was creating. Um, now I pretty much enjoy working from home. I like not having to leave my house if I don't need to. And sometimes people wonder, is that lonely? It's not lonely at all because I am coaching so many people in my group calls every single week. So 
it's like having the convenience of working from home and still having the opportunity to be connected with with lots of people. Um, so I, I love that so much, working from home. I uh, do not ever see myself not working from home. So it's once you start doing it, it's kind of hard to get out of it. I think people are realizing that with the pandemic. But I do know that some coaches like being around other people. And um, one of the cool things nowadays is there are plenty of co-working spaces where you can uh, rent a co-working space so you still have access to an office at a reasonable rate. There's plenty of those popping up all around all around the country, which is kind of cool if you're someone that likes to you know, be around other people, but you don't necessarily want to work for another person. You can work for yourself, go to a co-working space. Uh, so what do I usually wear uh, during my day-to-day life as a life coach? So I dress pretty casually. Usually it's sportswear. Since I start my day off with some exercise, I will change into some sportswear. And the only times I would get dressed up is for my actual coaching calls. So I do get dressed up. For my coaching calls, I always you know, make sure I'm wearing a button-down shirt for those, uh, showered, ready to go. And I do recommend for coaches to get dressed up for your coaching. Even if you're on the phone and the client can't necessarily see you, I just think it elevates your professionalism. And when I get dressed up for my coaching sessions, it just puts me in coach mode. And whenever I'm doing coaching calls, they are over Zoom. So these are group video calls. And uh, I have those from my home office, which is uh, pretty cool. Just get dressed up, go right in the home office, open up my laptop, and boom, ready to have my session. Right when it's over, <laughs> can turn off the laptop. And if it's my last call, I could just get back into casual wear or I can go about my day, do whatever's next. Um, one of the things, too, that I love about running a coaching business is if there's just day-to-day errands that I need to run, like if I need to drop something off of the dry cleaner, if I got to pick up some groceries, I can do that during the middle of the day when it's never crowded. <laughs> so I really love, that's just one of those these small things that I remind myself I'm really grateful for. Um, I don't like, I'm not stuck in a, in an office where then at five or 5.30 PM, I've got to now, now do all my errands when everyone else is running their errands. So uh, it's really cool to use their early afternoon hours or even the morning hours. Well, well, the few morning hours that I'm awake, at least, to uh, just take care of little errands and you know go outside, go for a walk when it's nice out, not when the sun's already set. So um, usually during the day, if I have to run any errands, I will I will do that. I will not wait until the evening when it's just uh, so much busier around here in Seattle. So um, another thing is outside of my business. I I do have a life and I uh, love coaching. I'm so passionate about it. I can geek out talking about it nonstop. And I also realize it is important to have a life outside of your work, even if you feel like your work is your calling. I feel like coaching is my calling for sure, without a doubt. And I still have other interests that are outside of coaching. So I love, recently I just picked up the piano. I've been talking about that in some prior episodes. I've been learning piano. That's been fun. I love board games. I have a whole big collection of board games that I love to play with friends, a lot more modern and strategy-based board games so I could geek out about that. I love going on hikes and uh, just walking around my neighborhood in Seattle. Uh, One of the things that I'm getting into recently is uh, I got a virtual reality headset and I have been having a blast getting into that, playing some virtual reality games. So (laughs) I have plenty of things I do that are lots of fun. I think what 
I look forward to most are the vacations and the travel that I plan, which I'm going to share with you in a little bit. Now, when I am working, I am engaged in my work. I start my week writing on a flashcard. I make a list of only the most important things that I want to get done in the week. And as the week goes, I cross out those things as I complete the items. And I get through everything on the list. I don't slack off when I work. When I'm coaching, I am real, I'm all in when I'm coaching. When I'm creating content, I'm all in with that. I'm using my brain at the highest level that I could use it. And when I'm not working, I'm really resting. I'm truly resting. I'm allowing myself to rest. And also, I'm allowing myself to be lazy. <laughs> I, do not, uh, I do not encourage people to feel like, even as an entrepreneur, you have to be on all the time. I think it's so important to know when to turn off. <laughs> so when I'm lazy, I'm really letting myself be lazy. And I don't judge myself for that. I let my brain not think. And I give it the time to recharge so that I can show up fully when I, when I need to be on, when I've got to present a presentation or uh, present a training or lead a coaching session. Now, a question that people often wonder is, when do you take vacations as a coach, when you're running your own business? So being my own boss, no one grants me a vacation. I am not, uh, not limited to two weeks of vacation a year. So when it comes to taking days off, I grant myself vacations. And this year has been really fun because I decided at the beginning of this year, I'm giving myself a vacation every month. Every single month, I'm giving myself a vacation. And my reason for that is because I want to. <laughs> that is, And that's enough reason that you need to have. So I uh, do not burn myself out as an entrepreneur. That is in very important to not burn yourself out. And one of the ways that you can uh, make sure that doesn't happen is by giving yourself space to recharge, to uh, fill your cup up, so to speak. So uh, last month, I went to Hawaii for a week, which was amazing. Uh, and a uh, little bit after that, I went to Universal Studios for a week. I went to uh, Harry Potter World for the first time, which was a blast. Uh, the end of the, the, the next coming up month, I'm going to uh, Zion National Park in southern Utah, which I am really looking forward to. Then after that, Puerto Rico is happening. And of course, all this traveling is done very cautiously given the pandemic that we are slowly starting to move out of now. But I always have adventures to look forward to. And I can absolutely take off for more than a week at a time if I want to. Uh, I'm looking forward next year. I'm going to be planning some longer travel. I'm looking to travel to either Italy or Japan for a month. So I'm really excited about that. And as a coach, it's so important to fill up your own cup, right? You cannot give what you don't have. So you must take care of your body and you got to take care of your soul. It's important for you to have a full life. Now, when I go on vacations, it coming going on those vacations, it allows me to show up even more powerfully when I do return and I coach my, my clients and I support my students. And my thoughts about vacations are... Uh, it's kind of interesting when I think about just the idea of a vacation now because when I worked for other jobs, when I worked for someone else, I would be counting down the days until a vacation when I was working for someone else. Maybe you can relate to that if you you know have a job right now. And it was just, my, my thought was I need to get away from this and I would dread coming back from those vacations. So my year would revolve around whenever I could take a vacation, whenever I could escape. 
But now, so much of the joy that I get throughout the year, it comes from the work that I do. It comes from running the business. So I feel like vacations are really the cherry on top of an already delicious cake. I still like vacations, but I'm not desperate for them. And the other cool thing is I have way more money now to actually enjoy those vacations and treat myself well during those vacations. So when I look at my life now, it is exactly how I want it to be. I feel like I've fully designed it. I feel like as like an architect, they design a home from the ground up. I feel like I've done that with my life and I am so proud of that and I'm very grateful for that as well. Now, my first year as a coach, when I was just getting started, I was my life was very different. I was working another job. Uh, I was working a, a full-time job and then I scaled it to a part-time job. And whenever I was not working, I was focused on getting mentorship, getting training on how to become a great coach. And I was slowly putting myself out there little by little. So you don't have to quit your job immediately and just jump into coaching full-time. Most people start already working another full-time or part-time job and they build up their coaching business on the side and they transition to then make that full-time. And when I was in that phase of my life, there was nothing that I was more excited about than, than doing all of that. It was like, there was this big puzzle and I was just figuring it out. And I was growing at such a fast speed, faster than I've ever grown before. It was incredible. I had so many failures. I had so many lessons learned. And then I got to a point where I realized it was time to, to do it full time. And I, and I haven't looked back since. I, I never went full time and then back to part time. Once I was in full time, it was smooth sailing. So my first year that I was a full-time coach, I honestly do not think I took a vacation my first year. And the reason for that is because it was so exciting. It felt like everything was an adventure. And I, I want to explain this a little bit more because in my first year, I, I definitely was working more than 40 hours a week at times. And did I need to be putting in more than 40 hours a week? Absolutely not. I did not need to be working more than 40 hours a week. Most of the hours a week that I would put my time was on overanalyzing and overthinking and procrastinating. So that's why I've now been able to trim down my weekly hours to only 30. And I see myself probably trimming that down even more in the next year. So when you learn how to be a coach, when you learn how to be an entrepreneur, you're going to get so much more efficient with your time. You will learn how to manage your time and you're going to learn how to manage your mind so well that you'll find that you will be so much more productive. You will not need to work 40 or 50 hours a week. Now, some coaches dread that initial year, the beginning. They think of it like it's going to be hustle, 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 hustle. I tell coaches to be grateful for that beginning phase of your business when it, everything's just taking off, it's all brand new. I know a lot of coaches don't, they think of that time with so much despair and stress, but it really is filled with so much thrill, excitement, and you get to overcome so many of your own doubts. So I remember when I was in that first year full-time as a coach and I had gotten to the place where I made over 100K in a year. And I was like, oh, okay, that's it? <laughs> like, where's the big parade? Where's the big fanfare? 
And I realized that the true meaning, the true joy, it came from putting in the work, being in the arena, getting my hands dirty those first couple of years, failing so hard, making tons of mistakes, and enjoying everything for the first time. The first time someone said yes to hiring me. The first time someone said no to hiring me. Those were all the moments where I got to evolve. And the evolving is what made everything so meaningful. So for the new coaches listening that think, oh, it's going to be really rough in the beginning. I just need to get to the the $100,000 milestone. I want you to really honor the beginning phase. I want you to know that you're never going to get that beginning phase again. So you might as well enjoy it while it lasts. I look back at the beginning years when I went full-time into coaching and I think, wow, I love, I love that I went through that. It was so fun to go through that. But in the heat of it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is all wild. So I share that wisdom with you if you are thinking of eventually getting to full-time as a coach and the idea of working for yourself full-time is scary. Just know that there is going to be joy that you're actually going to find in that process. So some questions for you to consider. What would your ideal lifestyle look like? If you could design it, how would it be designed? I feel like as life coaches, we are kind of like interior designers, but for people's lives. So an interior designer, they go into a room, they help assess what furniture could go where, how to, how to you know create the most beautiful um, design in the room and the feel and the vibe and all that. So if your life were up to your design, what would it look like? When would you want to start your day? When would you want to end your day? When would you want to work? Like what, when would be those hours when you're most focused, when you're most productive? And when would you not want to work and just relax and allow yourself to be lazy, turn your mind off? When do you like having rest? Now, whatever it is that you're thinking, you can design a coaching business that fits into that, that fuels that. So that is what my day in the life is like as a full-time life coach. Okay. I have so much passion for coaching and also the business part of coaching. I think it is the coolest adventure to go on in life. And I want to just end by saying that I don't envy a single person. I actually love my life as it is. I love the direction it's heading. I remember in the earlier phases, I would hear other coaches and I'd hear about the life they live and I'd go, oh, I'm so jealous or they're so lucky. And then I remembered that their life is available to me, right? Their life is available to me too. I am capable of having that life. So rather than being jealous or just attribute their success to luck, I got to say, you know what? I'm just as capable of that. And rather than being jealous, I can be inspired. I can be inspired by other people and let them fuel my desire to create possibilities in my own life. Okay. So I want you to know I'm sharing this not because like I'm bragging at all. There's no reason I would need to brag about it, but hopefully just to plant that seed of inspiration for you so that you can also see what's possible and so that you can one day tell yourself, wow, I literally am living a life at exactly as I would design it. That is attainable. That is possible to you. And that is what we teach our coaches in the academy. We teach them not only how to be amazing coaches and how to create coaching businesses, 
but also to design lives that they love living. So the first step to designing a life that you love is to is being open to the possibility of it. No matter how established you are now or no matter what stage of life you're in, it's never too late to start a new chapter. This is our one life, our one shot. So what if you went all in on you and truly allowed yourself the opportunity to have it all? That's what I got for this episode. Before you go, here's a quick story of one of our students inside the academy. Enjoy their story and I'll see you in the next episode. And I'm Tyler. And together we run Mai Tai Fitness and we help adventurous couples get their dream bodies together. So before the program, our business was making less than two grand a month. Right now, going into 2021, we see exponential growth coming down the pipeline. We're looking to bring in at least 5K to even 10K a month. I think we've tripled our rates at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As well as we've booked our high ticket clients and continue to do so. Yeah, we've now booked two high ticket clients. One for sure committed for three months, probably past that. And one yesterday just committed to six months. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it's just crazy to think because we're like, that's not possible. Really, the scripts were so Mm -hmm. helpful. Um, Everything from how to sell without like feeling like you're actually selling because that's really a big fear of both of ours because we don't want to come across as like the car salesman that you're Mm -hmm. like negotiating the price of a car down on. Um, It's like what is going to actually attract people and and make them believe that they can transform. And that really just gave us so much confidence both to like have the script and know that it works. You know, it's been so rewarding to watch our clients transform and get the messages Um, get the messages from them and the transformation photos and what has opened up for their lives. And then sending that out into the world has just already brought so many more people to us. So we've, we've already kind of joked that if like everyone signs up from our consult calls, like we're going to be full. Like we can't take anyone else. I could barely dream of 5k, let alone 10k. And I'm like, wow, that could even be more. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.